As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. The Pornification of Culture and Corporate Ethics. An interview with Melinda Tankard-Reist. So I'm joined today by Melinda Tankard-Reist, who is a writer and activist. Um, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure, Luke. just wanted to ask you, first of all, what is Collective Shout and what do they do? Collective Shout for a World Free of Sexploitation was founded 10 years ago. It came about as a result of my third book, Getting Real, Challenging the Sexualization of Girls, which brought together the global research on the harms being done to girls especially of sexualizing them, objectifying them, reducing them to the sum of their sexual parts. And people were saying, well, we know what the research says, we know the research is solid, but what can we do about it? How can we... (laughs) People were asking, we know what the research says, we know it's solid, what can we do about it? How can we act? At that time, there was no real grassroots campaigning movement against objectification and sexualization. The name came about when one of the contributors to Getting Real wrote to me after the book came out and said, your book is a collective shout against the pornification of culture. And that name just sort of leapt out at me and I thought, I need an excuse to use those words. I'll start a movement. That's how it happened. And now we have thousands of people involved being equipped and empowered to take action against toxic cultural messages which harm women and girls but also harm men and boys as well. Mm. Mm. And I guess what have been your achievements so far with Collective Shout? The achievements are building a national movement of people who care enough to say something. We have thousands of people involved and we've had major victories against some big corporations. Uh, we, we stopped Zoo Weekly publishing. This was a, a lad's bible and it basically gave boys advice like, if a girl is drunk, that's a green light to help yourself. And we said to Coles and Woolworths, you can't call yourself um, corporate, socially responsible citizens, mm. good global citizens at the same time as selling a rape training manual. Mm. And our protest against Zoo led to Coles withdrawing the magazine. And as a result, the whole magazine went under. We didn't even expect that. Wow. Uh, we have had... Uh, victories, for example, against Isuzu Car Company, which had a competition for men, win a sex tour of Thailand, win five hot nights in Bangkok for you and your mates. Uh, We got that competition stopped. We've had two Australian states ban wicked camper vans for their misogynist slogans on on camper vans. And we also got Lonely Planet Guide to dump its endorsement of wicked campers. Look, every day we would have, um, almost every day, we'd have some kind of a, a victory my one complaint to the Australian Communication and Media Authority means that rape simulation games are now banned in Australia. We're the only country in the world to ban them. Wow. So most days we're engaging in campaigning and activism, and we also write submissions to government and try to get social policy and legislative changes as well to rein in the vested interests of corporations who are acting contrary to the well-being of women and children especially. Yeah, yeah. I guess one area that I wanted to hone in on um, was, I guess, your continual battle um, with the uh, with advertising standards. What's the last word in that? Advertising standards board, we call board, it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess there's that there's that constant battle that that you've had there, where it seems like that there's something really broken yes. with this system. Obviously, you don't really need to look very hard. No, to you see don't. That our advertising the system is, is broken, yeah. and it works in the vested interest of the advertising industry. 
So, for example, a lot of people wouldn't realize that there's no pre-vetting of ads. Any ad can go up. The whole system works on complaints, which is why me and my friends are so tired. There's no expert input from child welfare um, development, child welfare experts. There's no um, input from anti-discrimination experts on, on how these images will contribute to a diminished view of women's uh, morality, humanity and competence, which is what the a global meta-analysis says, that sexualized depictions of women contributes to a diminished view of women's competence, morality, and humanity. Mm. So the system is entirely broken. Even when you have a win, even if the ASB rules in your favor, there is no penalties for non-compliance. So we yeah. see Honey Burdett, for example, this high-end sex shop in family shopping malls, ignoring the rulings of the ASB. There's no penalties to them for doing yeah. that. There's no powers of enforcement. So, um, And often, even if you get a win, by the time that's announced... The, the campaign might have ended anyway. So it might be an ad campaign that might be a few weeks long. And by the time you get your ruling, it's over anyway. Yeah. So the system yeah. doesn't work. We've been saying this for years. We need a body separate from the vested interest of the ad industry, uh, which can properly uh, assess and, and critique uh, the ads before they're plastered all over public space that we all have to walk in and live in and inhabit. Mm. So that's what we've been calling for for, for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. What I guess what what is the uh, the plan of attack with trying to reform something like this? Obviously, it's not working as you've mentioned, and obviously, mm. it's not something that can simply be trusted with the industry that that's mm. um, that's administering. Yes, we're calling for an overhaul of the entire system, advertising system, classification system. Uh, you know, it's broken. We're also calling for corporate social responsibility so that corporates can act in ethical ways. Why should they have to be dragged kicking and screaming to act ethically? Mm. So we have, for example, a corporate social responsibility pledge. We're inviting corporates to sign a pledge not to objectify women and sexualize girls in their products and services. We want this pledge to be as well known as fair trade, fair wear, fair chocolate, fair threads campaigns. Why shouldn't it be? Mm. I support all those campaigns. But I think it's also important that... Uh, corporates sign a statement of intention that they won't engage in sexploitative behaviour to sell stuff. Uh, So that's a new initiative that we have. So while a lot of our work is reactionary, uh, we also have a positive initiative uh, and we have about 11 companies that have signed on so far. And We're in discussions with some pretty high-end corporates in the hope that they'll sign on. Has it been a good... You say you've got 11, 11 mm. who've signed on so mm. far. Has it been generally a good reaction to those that you've approached? Yes. Uh, the companies that want to do the right thing, it's quite easy for them to, to sign up because they see the value in it. They recognise that we represent thousands of consumers, thousands who want to shop ethically. For example, every Christmas we have... We issue what's called the cross them off your Christmas list list of repeat corporate offenders... Uh, we want them to see it's not good for them to be on that list, mm. you know. And there's a couple of companies that have been on that list that we took off this year and yeah. because they're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. Cotton on Group, Supre, etc. So we would like to see more genuine corporate social responsibility. And, you know, it takes a, it takes a village to raise a child. So it needs, there needs to be change at every level. We yeah. encourage people to act personally, act politically. Don't buy into the culture. Someone's buying the stuff, you know. Mm. Act personally and then act politically to bring about change. Politics happens downstream from culture. We need to change the culture 
and then and then the politics will come into line. The politicians need to see that there's a constituency for change, and that's what I'm involved in. That's what my colleagues are working on is building that constituency for change, so that then we'll see legislative and uh, social policy changes as well. Awesome. And you've mentioned there that you know. Obviously, Collective Shout makes it quite easy for people to, to get involved on a personal level. Is there uh, any other ways that, that people can get involved? Well, um, of course, I'm going to say Collective Shout. <laughs> CollectiveShout.org, like our Facebook, support our work, sign petitions. We have a petition right now against Honey Boudette and Westfield. We're calling on Westfield to stop the porny advertising of Honey Burdett in family shopping malls. We have over 60,000 signatures on our petition now. Add your name. It'll take you 10 seconds. You know, mm. change.org. There are so many ways people can get involved in fundraising. They can um, sign their friends up, promote the work. So many ways to be involved and uh, to bring about cultural change and social transformation. Yeah, well, thank you so much, so much for your work, because really, it is a David versus Goliath battle, really, um, and, and you're coming out, you know, with, with a lot of wins. So, thank you so much for, for all your work, and thank you for being here. Thanks, Luke. It's been a pleasure. That was Melinda Tankard-Reist with The Pornification of Culture and Corporate Ethics. For more talks, interviews, and shows, visit creadio.org.au.